Good morning. Uh, got another lesson today. And this title of this lesson from this book that we're reading uh, by Brother uh, uh, Brownlow is Where Art Thou? Uh, and of course we know where that comes from in the book of Genesis. Uh, and we're going to talk about that and how it First thing we want to do is go to Genesis 1, I mean Genesis 3, and see how we got there. Uh, Genesis 3, because we're talking about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and what happened during that time. We're going to read verses uh, 1 through 9. <clears throat> and it says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is of the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the uh, fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the, and the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewn fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord, Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And this is how we got to this lesson. Uh, it's where art, uh, where art thou? Uh, Genesis 3, 9. And uh, <clears throat> I kind of veered off from this lesson some. I got some of this, some of the, I, lesson and I kind of add some things in there for myself so we'll see if we can put those two together and come up with a good lesson. Anybody have any questions or comments feel free to cut me off or raise your hand or cause like I said this is Bible study so everybody have the opportunity to uh, make their comments uh, and if I make a mistake make sure you stop me and let me know. Because I'm, I'm known to do them. Ain't that right, Brother Jones? <laughs> Brother Jones have called me to the side before after the lesson and said, well, you quoted this scripture wrong. I said, oh, I sure did. <clears throat> my brain being one place and my mouth being another, so, so y'all have to just keep me straight. Uh, <clears throat> one of man's greatest needs is to realize where he is. You know, that's one of our greatest needs to realize where he is. And that's, you know, there's, we got two states that we're going, 
we, you know, you know, uh, uh, we got to realize where, you know, where are we in birth? You know, uh, where are we in life? Where are we living our life uh, every day? And where are we in death? You know, those are the three different things that we're going to be, we have to look at, you know, you know, where are we when we're born? Where are we when we, we you know, we were living our regular lives, going through life, working and worshiping and, and dealing with other people? And where are we when we die? You know, those are the things we need to, we need to be looking at. You know, these are some of the three major things in life that we want to consider. Uh, <clears throat> I think when we look at where art thou in birth, uh, Adam, you know, in Genesis 7, he said, man, you know, uh, um, made God of his own image. You know, he, uh, he breathed in him the breath of life. So Adam at that point was sinless. So at birth, we are sinless. You know, when God, when man was made, man was sinless. Same thing for Eve, Genesis 20, 20, 21. So, you know, he took a rib out of Adam and he made woman because man needed a helpmate. So when Eve was made, when Eve was, was made from Adam's rib, you know, she was sinless. You know, they both were sinners at this point. Even though they weren't babes, but they were babes to sin because they was made pure. You know? And then when we look at David's son in 2 Samuel 12, 14 through 21, uh, the son of Bathsheba, you know, God told uh, 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 David, I mean, uh, Nathan told David that the son he had by Bathsheba was going to die. And then when that came to pass, you know, of course, remember the story of David when he, was, he wouldn't eat. He, you know, uh, wouldn't get himself dressed and he had a sad countenance on his face. His servants couldn't get him to do anything. He wouldn't eat. Then when the child died, he turned around, he put his clothes on, he uh, went and ate, and they asked him a question, you know, why the child was sick, you know, you wouldn't do these things, but now he's died, you know, now you get up, you eat, and you, your countenance has changed. He said, well, when the child was living, you know, I, you know, I had hoped that, you know, that he may get better, but after the child died, you know, I know that he can't come back to me, but I know I can go to him. So in other words, David was saying the child is in the place with God where he planned to be. So we know that children at this point are not, you know, don't have any sins. Like some, some uh, religious entities who, who baptize children or sprinkle them or or whatever they do for them because they said they it, uh, inherited the original sins of Adam, which we know that's not to be true because uh, uh, the Bible said the sin, that soul that sinned shall die. You know, so, you know, if you sin, you die. You know, I, I'm not going to die because you sin, you know, but, you know, you're going to die because of your own sin. Job explanation in 14.1, he said, Man born of a woman is soon full of trouble. So when a child is born, you don't have any trouble. What caused man trouble is sin. So a man born of a woman, soon as he get old enough to know right from wrong, that's when his trouble starts to come. And then in, in Matthew 18, 3, Jesus said, unless you become as little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So we see, you know, where are we in birth? Well, when we're born, we're sinless. You know, 
You know, that, but that's not long occurring. Once we get old enough to be in the age of accountability, then that changes because then we start to sin. Uh, and also, uh, it says, where are we in life? In other words, once we're, once we're born, we get old enough to know what's the difference between sin and, and righteousness, and most of us, we're going to fall into sin somewhere along the line. Once we get old enough to know what sin is, we're going to start falling into sin. Uh, Romans 3.23, so all of sin and fall short of the loader of God. So we all have sin at some point. So once we get to that age of accountability, that's when sin falls upon us. We're going to do something, say something, do something, or say something uh, against God's will that's going to cause us to be sinful. The man's greatest need to realize where he is that the Bible acquaint man with uh, where he came from, Genesis 7. Of course, you know, we was, uh, formed, he was uh, formed by God out of the dust of the ground. Uh, and then where he is now, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Or he can fall in that point, First uh, John 5.3. You know, John said, you can know that you have salvation by what is written. In other words, if we go by what's written, then we know where we're going, uh, and that place is going to be heaven. But if we, you know, by man's own uh, self, you know, uh, Romans 3.23 said we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So nobody in this world can say that I've never sinned, you know, um, unless you're in that category from being the, uh, uh, from birth, being a child that don't have that accountability yet. And then it said, where, uh, uh, how, and how are we to get to that better place? John 14, 6, said, I go to a place, and where I am, you may be also. So where is Jesus going? You know, he's going to the place in heaven. He's going to his father's kingdom. And if we do what we're supposed to do, then we'll be in that kingdom also. So we, you know, uh, you know, we got the need to know how to get to the better place. And the Bible tells us how to get to the better place. In uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says all scriptures are given by inspiration and for, you know, re re rebuke, reproof, for the corrections and righteousness that a man of God would be furnished to all good works. So if we go by what the scriptures say, we know we can get to that place in uh, where John 14, 6 says. Uh, Adam was hiding from God. Well, why was he hiding from God? Well, he had did something that God had commanded him not to do. You know, all the trees in the garden you may eat, but the tree of life, you know, in the tree of life, you know, you, you, well, you're supposed to eat it, you ain't supposed to touch it, um, but they did. So that caused them to have, you know, Satan know scripture probably better than we do. Because, you know, what did Satan tell Eve? You know, he said, you will not surely die, which he, he kind of twisted that. He was talking about the physical death. Well, God was talking about the spiritual death. Well, and he was also talking about the physical death, but that physical death wasn't going to come right after they ate that, that, um, 
from that tree, physical death would come, come mean that, see, Adam and Eve, when they was first formed, they wasn't, they wasn't going to die. You know, they were just going to live, and as long as they obeyed God's will and not touch the tree that he told them not to eat, you know, they could eat of that fruit, and they would live, you know, continue to live. But once they ate of the fruit, that's when death came into the world. You know, they wasn't going to die right then, but the way Satan made it look like is, you know, as God was saying, well, if you eat of this fruit, you're going to die. But he said, well, if you eat of this fruit, you know, God know that if once you eat of this fruit, you're going to be wise as he is. You know, you're going to know the difference between good and evil. So at this point, Adam and Eve didn't know the difference between good and evil. You know, because they hadn't, they didn't have that knowledge of what good and evil was. But once they ate of that fruit that they were they was forbidden to eat from, then they did gain it, uh, that knowledge because what the first thing they did when they uh, ate, they figured out that they didn't have any clothes on. So they made themselves clothes and, and put clothes on because now they knew they was naked. Before then, they didn't know that. How you know you're naked unless you're told that you're naked? Well, once they ate that fruit, then they gained that knowledge that Satan said they, they did gain the knowledge that Satan said they was going to gain but uh, they didn't realize that they was going to die the death that God had said they was going to die. They died two deaths that day. They died to, they died to uh, sin, and also they died, I mean, they died to uh, righteousness, and they also died to uh, a physical death. I mean, not right then, but, you know, I think Adam was something like, what, a 98, 100 and some years old when he died. But he eventually died. And before that happened, that wouldn't have happened. <clears throat> uh, uh, he hid themselves, he, they hid themselves from God, you know, in verses 8 and 10. Uh, it says it's impossible to hide from God. You know, uh, Proverbs 15, 3 says his eyes are everywhere. You know, same thing with Hebrew 4, 12. You know, God sees all. You know, we can't hide from God because God's eyes are everywhere. You know, uh, we can try to hide from God, but we'll never be able to do that. You know, and some people, you know, the Bible says some people do things at night because they think they can hide from God. You know, you do things in the dark. You know, and where do most thieves and robbers do? Move, they mostly do things in the dark so they can be hid. You know, most of the time when people are breaking in, in other people's houses, a lot of time it's at night under the cover of darkness. So they think people will be able to see what they're doing at that point. But it said it's impossible to hide from God. You know, so we can't hide from God. You know, we may think we can hide from God. And that's the same thing that Adam and Eve thought. They thought they could hide from God. They went and hid themselves among the trees. And when God came along and asked Adam, where art thou? He said, you know, when I heard your voice, I hid myself. You, because I was naked. And he said, who told you that you was naked? All right, so that tells you right there that, you know, God had gave them that, you know. They learned that, and then the first thing he said, that now they know the difference between good and evil. They're going to become as gods, as we are. And that tells us there was more than one God at that point, because he said, become as we are, you know. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit at that time was all three, you know. So, <clears throat> so he said that, we, you know, they were going to become as gods as we are. And so and that's what uh, 
got everything started from there. And then Jonah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They didn't yeah. Do it right. Yeah. Well, they did with leaves. They said they sewn some leaves together. But that teaches <laughs> me God provides the covering for sin. And, and also we can't that. Do it on our own. We can't make our own way. Right. We can't. It's got to be from God. Yeah they, yeah, they tried to make their own covenant, but it wasn't good enough. And then that, that when God made those clothes out of those skins of animals, that give us the idea of that first sacrifice also. You know, God was teaching. God was teaching them about that first sacrifice because how do you get the skin from the animal? Yeah. You had to kill him. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. About children, sometimes we forget that false doctrine of children inheriting sin. Mm. That is a very prominent doctrine throughout the denomination. Yeah, it is. But children are—they're not saved until they obey the gospel. Right. But they're not, they don't have any sin, so, you know, you know. And they will reach a point of accountability. That's our duty to train them. And right. That's why God says train the child. Oh, yep. You have to start teaching them early when they lie. Mm-hmm. That is a sin. And you will someday be held accountable for that. You have to stop that. You cannot get in the practice of that. Right. Yeah. You know, like I said, Adam and Eve, you know, they, they, they tried to. They tried to hide from God because they knew that they had, you know, at that point they knew that they had, had uh, did something that was against the will of God. You know, but they, they did that because they, you know, they gained that knowledge. You know, that knowledge came to them after they, that was, you know, that was the purpose of that, that tree to, you know, to give knowledge. It was the knowledge of good and evil. And, but, you know, you know, and then you would think, well, you know, why God put that tree there if he knew they was going to eat it? That's what a lot of people say. But, you know, God had to give us a choice. If he didn't give us a choice, we would just be robots. You know, he had put that tree there knowing, you know, that they had the choice to go to it or not go to it. You know, if, if, we, didn't, if we didn't have choice, you know, we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be as God. God got choice. Uh, God gave us choice. They would have been fine if they kept their distance. Mm -hmm. But God told them not to touch the tree. Right. So they got as close as they could, and she touched it to take it. Mm -hmm. And he didn't say not to touch it. He said not to eat of it. He said not to eat yeah. or to touch yeah, it. Yeah, you not to touch it, yeah. Not even to touch it, yeah. So that's... Uh, it, and, and I think not to touch it is letting them know, you know, if you once you start touching it, then you're going to want to eat it. You know, because, you know, that's, that's a desire, you know. You know, in order for you, a lot of time when you want things, once you touch it, that make you want it more, you know. And you get close enough to smell it, and it smell good to eat. You know, you know he said it looked you know, look good, and, it was, you know, it, it was a fruit that was good for, to eat, and also a fruit that would make one wise. That's what he was looking at, you know. It's going to make me wise, and look like it's good to eat. You know, because they still had their senses, you know, because they had to have their senses to know what to eat and know what was good and what was not good. And then his, her senses were saying, well, this, you know, this fruit is good for food, you know, and it's also good to make me wise. And I want both, you know, I want to eat it 
and I want to be wise. So once she ate it, then she gave it to, to Adam, and then he ate. And then, like I said, that's where all our trouble started. But that trouble didn't fall on us from Adam, like a lot of people think. You know, we didn't uh, inherit Adam's original sin. You know, so we, you know, we can uh, also forget about that. You know, Jonah, <clears throat> he tried to flee from God. Well, let me tell you a story about hiding when I was a kid. You know, y'all, <clears throat> when I was, uh, I can't remember how old my, me and my baby brother, uh, we was probably about seven, eight years old maybe, and we decided we were going to play with matches. And we was in my parents' room, and they had some clothes on the floor, and we was lighting matches, and when they got close enough to our hands to uh, burn them, we dropped them. Well, we kept dropping the matches, lighting matches, dropping where it set the clothes on fire. <laughs> well, we decided, you know, we knew we had done wrong, right? So we hid because we know mama was coming, you know. And guess what we hid? In the house. You know, if the house had burned down, we'd have been in. <clears throat> and that's when the time, after we was found out, that's when the time Proverbs came in where, if, you know, you know uh, beat him with the rod, he won't die. Mama took that literally, you know. So, but we tried to hide from God at the house. You know, we set that house on fire. You know, we tried to hide in the house. I don't know what we was thinking, but you know, if the house had a burned down, they got the house, they got it put out. But if the house had a burned down, we'd have been in it. But you know, but that shows you how when you know you done wrong, we know we had done wrong. We did that. That's why we hid. You know, and Adam and Eve know they had done wrong when they ate of that fruit. That's why they hid. So and that's so that's how things are. You know, we know when we do wrong. You know, uh, some things we don't. You know, if we don't have knowledge of wrong, but a lot of things when we do wrong, we know when we're doing wrong. <clears throat> Jonah learned that God goes out to sea in Jonah 1 4. You know, he said, you know, not made the sea rage. Uh, it, you know, and so the men in the boat got afraid. And so Jonah revealed to him, on them, why, you know, the sea was raging like it was because he had. Uh, and what, wh why did. Uh, Jonah tried to flee from God. Well, God had told him to go to Nineveh and preach to those in Nineveh or he was going to destroy it in three days. Well, no, Jonah decided he would take up God's position and said that they weren't good enough to be saved. So he decided he was going to get on the boat and flee to Tarshish, you know, so he wouldn't have to go preach to the Ninevites. And that takes us back to uh, uh, some of uh, 50-21, where God said, you know, you think that you are like myself. You know, in other words, you know, we think we are like God. You know, God said, you know, you, you was thinking that, you know, that I was like you, but you're not, you know, I'm not like you. You know, so Jonah, I guess he thought God wasn't good and, you know, God didn't know good enough that these people deserved to be destroyed. So he decided he was gonna to flee to Tarshish and because he didn't want to preach to the Ninevites. Maybe Jonah know that the Ninevites were gonna change. Or maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't want to take that chance. You know, but he flee from the, he flee from, tried to flee from God, but it didn't work out. Uh, 
So we can see that uh, Jonah tried to flee from God, and then Adam and Eve tried to hide from God, and then Aaron was in idolatry. You know, Exodus uh, 32, 1 through 6. He made to go out once they left, uh, once they left uh, Egypt, they got into the wilderness. Aaron, they wanted Aaron to make a golden calf because they didn't want it a God. They wanted, they wanted to have a God that they can see, you know, a physical, you know, because they, they learned from the Egyptians of having the Isle of Gods. You know, the first four of the Ten Commandments is about God. You know, have no other God, you know, uh, before me, uh, do not have any idols. You know, so the first four, all, the last six commandments is man to man. Man, uh, you know, how you're supposed to treat man. But the first four uh, in the Ten Commandments is how we're supposed to look at God. And he said it was an act of idolatry, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 7. You know, in other words, he made the golden calf because they, need to, they needed to see you know, they want to have that symbol of a god, you know, because they learned that back in Egypt where they was uh, taken into captivity. <clears throat> it says, hard for man to remain close to a being that he cannot see. You know, in other words, uh, in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, <clears throat> you know, we, we can't see God. You know, matter of fact, the scripture tells us if we see, you know, we, we can't see God and live. You know, and God is not a physical being. And, you know, spirits are invisible. You know, you can't see spirits. God is a spirit, and we that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, not face to face. You know, we have to worship him in spirit, and we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, we forbid man from having other gods in Exodus 23. And uh, uh, 2 Timothy 3, 2 and 4, in Philippians 3:19. So, <clears throat> so Aaron, like I said, he was in idolatry, you know, because he made uh, uh, idol God, you know. In one of the in 20 uh, Exodus 23, it said, you know, you will have no other God. And then the rich young ruler. Well, the rich young ruler, he wanted to do the right thing. You know, he came to God and asked him a question, what do, I, what do I need to do to enter the, you know, the kingdom? You know, Jesus told him what he needed to do. <clears throat> then he also turned around and told him, sell all you have and give to the poor. Well, the rich young ruler didn't want to do that. You know? And God knew that that was probably one of his problems, is that, he, you know, he, had, he was rich, and he didn't want to give up those riches in order to follow him. You know, anytime God wants us to follow him, he said, you know, you, you know, you give up what you got and follow me. You know, you know, we can't follow him if we want to hang on to worldly things. And we can't follow him if we, you know, if we don't want to uh, <clears throat> be inconvenienced. You know, a lot of people don't want to follow God because they don't want to be inconvenienced. A lot of people don't want to follow God because they don't want to give up worldly things. You know, they say, well, you know, I'll, when I get to a point where I'm not doing this anymore, then I become a Christian, you know. Or when I get to the point where I don't want to go out and party, 
uh, no longer, then I become a Christian. Or, you know, well, when I decide I want to quit drinking, I may become a Christian because they don't want to give up those worldly things. They want to keep those worldly things as long as they can. And then they want to become a Christian once they decide that they want to give those things up. We have to decide that we want to give those things up when we decide we want to become a Christian. You know, it ain't we become a Christian because we get those things up. We, we give those things up because we, will become, we want to become a Christian. You know, that's how it works. But a lot of people look at it the other way around. They want to get all the good things done out of their life first, all the sinful things. And then once they get all those sinful things out of the way that they want to do, then they want to become a Christian. Well, God wants us to be, give up those things first and then have that desire to become a Christian. The rich young ruler was disobedient and in sorrow, Matthew uh, 19, 16 to 22. It says, sinful, uh, sin, sinful, uh, consumed, sin is consumed with terror in Psalm 73, 19. So obedience brings contentment in Acts 8, 39, and 16, 34. Uh, with that, with the... Uh, Ethiopian eunuch in the jail. You know, they said the uh, Ethiopian eunuch, when he was baptized, he went away rejoicing. You know, so they bring contentment. And the uh, jailer, you know, he, he worshiped with, uh, with, with the uh, apostles and he fed them and he was baptized, you know, because he decided he wanted to have that joy. Yeah, many today, you know, not praying the prayer Jesus had in six, Matthew 6, 19. Uh, thy will be done, you know. And like I said, we don't want to do God's will. We want to do our own will. You know, we want to do what we want to do. If it don't line up with what we want, we don't want to follow God. You know, then the word, I want to become a Christian, but, you know, I don't want to give up this. I want to become a Christian, but I want to keep doing that. I want to become a Christian, but I don't want to have to be dipped in the water. You know, I want to just, you know, pray that sinner's prayer and I'm, you know, and, and I'll and accept Christ in my heart as my personal savior. You know, they don't want to do what God required them to do. They want to do things the way they want to, want to do them. So we have to look at, you know, how God give us those instructions. We have to do the instructions that God give us. The Laodiceans were in lukewarmness. In other words, it said they thought they had need of nothing, but they had need of everything in Revelation 3.17. In other words, they thought they was rich, but they were poor. They were rich in, 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 in worldly things. They had money and they had, you know, riches, and, but, you know, they were, wasn't rich in God's work. You know, they was kind of lukewarm. And God said, he, you know, he'd rather for them to be hot or cold and not lukewarm. In other words, you kind of, lukewarm is kind of in the middle. You know, you got hot water, which you're burning, you got cold water, which you're freezing. In the middle, kind of, most people take a shower in that middle section. Well, that's where they want to be. They want to be in the comfortable section. You know, <clears throat> you know they want to be in that comfortable section with God. You know, they want to be lukewarm. So Christian prof uh, profession excludes middle ground. You know, in, in Matthew 12, 30, uh, Jesus said, if, uh, if you're not with me, you are against me. You know, so we can't have that middle ground. You know, you got to either be with God all the way or you're not with him at all. 
Uh, and that's where a lot of people want to be. They want what they call a straddle fence. You know, I want to do what God want me to do, but I also want to do what I want me to do. I remember going to one of my brother's funerals, and there was a preacher up there preaching, because my brother, he wasn't a, he wasn't a Christian. <clears throat> and, you know, he... Uh, he, you know, he liked to party. He liked to drink. You know, he was in he was in a motorcycle club, and one of the things that the minister said was, uh, "Brother Scott did what he wanted to do, but he also did what God wanted him to do." You know, you know, we can't have it both ways. We ain't do what we want to do and do what God wanted. And then, in that same instance, some of his motorcycle friends from his motorcycle club, walked up to his casket and put a fifth of uh, whiskey in his casket, you know, because that's what he liked. That's the kind of brand he liked to drink. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but that's the kind of brand he liked to drink. So they walked up open hand with a fifth of whiskey and put it under his pillow in his casket. Uh, that's how people look at life, you know. You know, we do what we want to do, but we, you know, I think they was looking at because the motorcycle club did do a lot of good things. But because we do good things, don't make us good people. I mean, don't make us good Christians. You know, you have to become a Christian the way God commands you to become a Christian. You got to live the way God wants you to live as a Christian, not the way we want to become a Christian or how we want to live as a Christian. You know, <clears throat> but this preacher was saying, you know. You know, he talked like where well, he was saved because of the good things that he did. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Simon was in delinquency. In other words, Simon had been saved, Mark 16, 16, who believed in the baptized shall be saved. Simon had been saved because when they preached uh, the gospel, Simon was baptized. You know, he had been saved, you know. He fell into iniquity in Acts 8, 16. Well, what, what happened? He saw him, uh, He saw the apostle uh, give the gift of the Holy Ghost and those that had been baptized. Well, he wanted to buy it. He decided, well, I want to be able to do that too. So he offered to buy him, you know, let me buy this from you so I can be able to do these things, so I can be able to give that gift. You know, and they told him, you know, you know that, you know, you need to ask God for forgiveness. You need to pray that none of these things fall on you. And he said, well, pray that none of these things fall on me. Well, in other words, now he, he was a fallen Christian, and he repented, and, and he was brought back into the grave. He received the law of pardon, Acts 8, 22 and 24. And then Paul was in one body. You know, in 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 13, that Paul counted all things as lost in Philippians 3, 7. He magnified Christ in his body, Philippians 120, and say he and he uh, counted to die as gain, to live as Christ, and he counted to die as gain. In other words, Paul knew that you know once he died, you know he can go to heaven. You know, so he counted dying as gain. You know, to live he lived for Christ, and he said to die as gain for me. He said he looked at life as a solution to man's greatest problem of life and death. You know, that's how God look at, you know, if man lived for Christ and look at dying as being gained, that's be the solution to man's greatest problem. Uh, 
rich man and Lazarus. Well, that's two conflicting things. Well, what happened to Lazarus? Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom, you know, but the rich man, you know, went to torment. You know, so we can see uh, where are we now in determining where we should be later. You know, uh, the rich man went to torment. There are four states in which one can live. We can be innocent, which that's when we're looking at the babies, you know, the children, one who don't have that accountability. We can be alien, which were people who were not a Christian. You know, we're just out in the world. We had never been saved. We had never obeyed the gospel. We had never been uh, taught. Uh, faithful in Christ, well, we, we've been taught. We obeyed the five points of, of becoming a Christian. And then uh, we can be a backslider. And that's one of those who, like Simon, you know, we become a Christian, and then we fall back into some of those old habits that we was doing before we became a Christian. And that put us back in the state of, of being a backslider. You know, we're still a Christian, you know, so, uh, and it's not, and none of that, once saved, always saved. You know, like some teach, you know, once you're saved, that you always saved. And then I've had people to tell me that if you go back and sin again, you wouldn't save in the first place. I'm like, okay. All right, so <clears throat> anybody got any questions? I think that's all I got. Anybody got any questions or comments? I think we had, that was the bell. So uh, thank you for your attention and also for your comments. Uh, it's always good to have those comments when we have in class. Uh, <clears throat> kind of help the uh, teachers, you know, make it through class. You know, a lot of time when you get those comments, because then it takes, sometimes it takes us in a different direction. You know, we, you know uh, Chris, a lot of times, he'll put you in a different direction altogether. You know, he'll come up with stuff that you never thought about, and you'll be like, why didn't I think of it? <laughs> All right.